This is Pastor Chad. Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We are honored that you have joined us today. You can stay up to date with us at BethesdaChurch.tv or look us up on Facebook or Instagram. Now, let's jump in to today's message. We love you, Dr. Dave. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, before you before you sit down, before you sit down, if you remember last time I was here, we said this a few times, but just before you sit down, say it with me one time. Say the rest of my life will be the best of my life. All right, you can be seated. Wow, so good to be back at Bethesda Church. How many glad you came to church today? Man, so um so love your pastors, and I know you, it's got to be pretty easy to love your church when you got pastors like you have. And how many love your pastors? How many thankful for them? I appreciate them, appreciate their friendship, and, uh, and, and you know, I, I appreciate you guys. I don't know if you know, but when we planted the church, you guys sowed into uh, our church plant up there in Detroit, and so you guys are a big part of what we've been able to do and what we've been able to accomplish, and like... Pastor said the very first Sunday we, we had one service and then we went online. So obviously I don't have a real strong prophetic gift or I don't know not to start that Sunday. But uh, anyway, God's been good and, and faithful to us through the whole thing. And so we're, we're super excited. But you know, sometimes you, you make good decisions and sometimes you make bad ones. But uh, I think you made a good one today by coming to church. Amen. And you online, you made a good one by joining us and connecting online as well. I heard about a guy who made a bad decision. How many have ever made a bad decision? This guy got off work on Friday and he thought, my goodness, he said, I deserve a weekend off. And so as soon as work got off, he packed up uh, just straight from work with his buddies and went hunting all weekend. Just hung out with his, his buddies and, and uh, never told his wife or called home or anything. Just left straight from work on Friday. Well, Sunday night he showed up back home. And uh, it didn't go very well. His wife was a little upset, and she just just railed on him for about a couple hours. After a couple hours of just nagging him, and just she finally she stopped. She goes, "Okay." She goes, "How about this? How would you like it if you didn't see me for three days?" <laughs> he thought about it for a minute. And he thought, "You know, I, I I wouldn't mind actually. I wouldn't mind that after the last couple hours." She said, "Okay, fine." So he woke up Monday. He didn't see her. Tuesday, Wednesday, same results. He didn't see her. About Thursday, the swelling went down in his right eye just enough that he could see her. So don't make a bad decision like that, all right? Um, Let me talk to you for a few minutes this morning about how we are better together. We are better together. And, uh, you know, sometimes we think it's easy to do life on our own. We think, ah, oh, we got this all together. We're good. And, and, and we, we think we don't need any help. We don't need anybody. But if you really want to reach your highest potential, how many want to reach your highest potential? You can't do it by yourself. The Bible just kind of set it up that way. God ordained people to come into your life. People like your pastors, people like your small group leader, people like me to show up and to encourage you and to let you know and, and to push you toward your purpose and toward your destiny. Life goes better together. Say better together. 
Now, uh, up, up north, we've moved up to Michigan. It's so funny to me, when we got there all summer, people were like, we're gonna go up north for, for the weekend. And I'm like, we're already in Michigan. Like, where up north are you going? I, I'm, I'm from Mississippi, lived in Florida, that's it. And now I'm in Michigan, and you're going, what, to the North Pole? Where else do you go up north, right? But uh, up there, we're, we, I, I've been seeing a lot of these um, Canadian geese. Do y'all have those that fly through here? Those, and, they, and they fly in these formations, like these V formations. So I was just looking it up, trying to figure it all out, and because and I was so interested, in, and we had them landing there by the church. And, 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 and so I, I found that when they fly in formation together, they can go about 40% further than they could on their own. And I thought how, how, how interesting that is, because the Bible talks a lot about, well, about 30 times in the Bible, it says to love one another, to encourage one another, to serve one another, to comfort one another, that we're better together. It looks like from that we need one another. How many believe the Bible? Okay, about half of you. We're better together. So... What I'm saying is don't isolate yourself. Don't isolate. Don't try to do it all on your own. And I know sometimes, now I know some of you at home today because of health concerns and those kind of things, but some of you have just gotten a little bit lazy. Yeah, it's easier to just not have to put your pants on, isn't it, and watch, right? But we're better together. There's something about us being uh, together that makes all the difference. This, this chair's kind of low for this table, wouldn't it? I feel like a little kid at Thanksgiving. I got to sit at the kids' table today. Look, um, I think I'm just going to use it like this. How about that? God has something bigger in store for you, something more rewarding than you'll ever see by yourself. It's my favorite season of the year. I love this season, football season. And uh, I was watching a, a game the other day where a guy scored these, uh, this unbelievable, passed a, a record for the school, and they were asking him how he did it. And, and he said, well, first of all, he said, I, I got to thank my linemen. Man, they, they just block for me, and they're just always there. They're so good. And, and my coach, my coach is always encouraging me and pushing me. And then I got my trainer, who, I mean, I couldn't do it without. I mean, he's helped me get the strength that I needed. And he started listing all these people that, that made him great. He realized that he couldn't do it by himself. And you got to become, if you're going to become all great, God created you to become, without the right people around you, you'll never do it. You might go 60%, but together you could go 40% further. When you have a family of faith blocking for you, pushing you, a good coach on the front row down here encouraging you, you can go so much further. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Look at this scripture. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Some have just got in the habit of not, we understand some people, there's health concerns, we understand that. But some have just got out of the habit of meeting together, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Another version says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. See, when we come together as a, as a body of believers and we get united, there's something that happens that can't happen on your own. 
Something that can't happen when you're sitting by yourself in the living room. We draw strength from one another. When your prayers mix with my prayers and your worship mixes with my worship and we get in here together, there's a power that's released, a peace that's released, a joy that's released. There's something contagious. Well, maybe we shouldn't use that word right now. But, you know, faith is contagious, right? I mean, you get around other people full of faith. How many of you ever felt like not coming to church? Be honest. How many of you didn't feel like coming, but you came anyway, and when you left, you said, man, I sure am glad I went to church today. Let me see your hand. Look at all those people. There's just something that happens when we get in this atmosphere together. When we come together, you're refreshed, you're restored, you're re-energized. It's like your batteries are recharged. The, uh, this, in in uh, Psalms, David said, let us magnify the Lord together. Yeah, he didn't say let us magnify the Lord by ourselves at the house. Nothing wrong with, with magnifying the Lord by yourself at the house. But there's something about being together. When you just drive up in the parking lot, all of a sudden, you could feel something's going to happen today, right? An expectation begins to take place. I, I'm, I'm reminded of a, uh, of a guy who came. Uh, we've been back a couple of, a couple of uh, months now having services, and a, a gentleman came and uh, didn't look like a normal guy you'd see at church probably if you just, in the natural, just looked at him. And, and it looked like he might have had a pretty rough life. And, and the whole time, he just weeped and he just cried. He cried the whole time. He said, I never felt anything like this before. What is this? What's going on here? And I said, that's the God difference. When we come together into this building, an ordinary building becomes a sanctuary. Just a, just a metal building that someone put up. All of a sudden, when we come in here together and mix everybody's faith together, it creates something powerful that bondages are broken and breakthroughs are released. Something happens in here, brings healings take place. There's something about being together. There's no substitute for going to the house of God. You gotta be a, a community. It take, I know it, it, it takes effort. Like It takes effort to get up, get your kids dressed. Takes effort, takes effort to, to, to drive all the way here on your day off. There's a lot of other things you could be doing. But there's been, there's been times when, when I came to church, had a lot I was dealing with, a lot on my mind. But when I walked in the doors and began to hear the praises of other people singing, I began to see the smiles on your, well, right now I see it in your eyes, Right? But I can see it under there, the smiles on people's faces and the, the, the twinkle in your eye, whatever. I, I, you could feel victory in the room. It, it, something changed. All of a sudden, I had a new perspective. I, I'm reminded that God is bigger than anything that I'm facing, anything that I'm dealing with, anything that our country is dealing with, that God is in control of my life. And it's just like this heaviness lifts right off of me and this whole new attitude. Yeah, I could have stayed home. I could have, I could have hoped to get better praying for joy and believing for peace. But there's, there's a connectivity. There's a power when we come together. One more time, say better together. Yeah, there's something like about being better. Uh, your, your faith is made stronger. Your prayers are helping me fight my battles. Your prayers. There's a fly. I feel like Mike Pence right now. I'm about to land on my head, and I'm about, I'm ready. About to do what? Is that old karate kid? Ah. 
Mr. Miyagi. I got it. Your smile, your joy, your, 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 there, there's a refreshing. Well, well, Dave, not me. You don't understand. I mean, I just, I don't really do anything. I just come. I, I sit way in the back. No one even, no one even knows that I'm, I'm here. No, just your presence made it better today. You say, well, no one sees me. I'm way in the dark. I'm back here. No, your presence is making us better today. It's helping us today. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Look at this scripture. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Like I said, it's good to watch. Thank you for being a part of our online community. It, 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 it's, it's important. It's powerful. And, and we got people all over the, the country, not just here that you joined and, you, and you're getting ministered every week here, but that's, we, we're thankful for you. But don't spend the next 20 years if you live in the area and you could come here and be with us just watching online. There's something different about being here uh, together. Not only will we make you better, but I promise you'll make us better and uh, we'll all be better together. The scripture about assembling together goes on to say that, that some did not. You know, some used to be plugged in. I mean, this is even way before this whole pandemic. Some used to come to church. Some used to serve, they used to give, they used to be a part, they used to make uh, God's house a priority, but they got distracted, they got busy. And, and what they're really saying is, I can fly solo. I can, I can do it, I can do it on my own. The problem with no community of faith is that you get out from under the protection. See, there's a protection that we have as a community of faith together. When, when you're with a body of believers, not, you're, you have other people watching out for you. Like that football player, remember he said, thank God for those blockers. Some of you, some of you when you're part of a, a household of faith, you got some blockers, some faith blockers uh, uh, fighting for you. A hedge of protection that will make it more difficult for you to get off course. You know, when you're a part of a church like this, that there's battles that you won't have to fight. There's battles that you won't have to fight. There's temptations that you won't have to deal with when you're a part of a church. Struggles that you won't have to go through because you're connected. You're planted. You're, you're, you're plugged in. You're honoring God. And I can't think of a better gift to give your children than to raise them in the house of the Lord. I remember we, we missed, uh, uh, we started our first Sunday. Most churches were shutting down. We went ahead and had service, and then we shut down the next week for the next 20 weeks. Now, growing up in church, anybody here grow up in church? Okay, a few people. I grew up in church. I don't know if you grew up in the church, I, kind of church I did. Everything was a sin. Anybody go to that kind of church? Yeah. Okay, a few of you. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't go to the movies. Sin. Bowling. Sin. Everything is a sin except going to church. I'm probably one of the most saved people you'll ever meet. I've been saved a lot because the they preach, the Lord's coming tonight, and he's coming by midnight. And I remember waiting for midnight. Look over, see if my brother was still there. <laughs> I realized that probably wouldn't tell me much, actually. Now, my brother, he's, he's pretty safe, too, because we couldn't play anything growing up. We couldn't play video games. That was a sin. If, if we wanted to play, we'd play church. 
It's one thing we could do that wasn't a sin. I'd get up and preach. My brother, he'd sit in the back, you know, where the sinner's sitting. And uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'd preach. My brother, he'd come down and get saved. So he's been saved a lot, too, and I'd baptize him. But uh, I don't know how I got on all that. But, oh, I know what I was saying. I was uh, Growing up, I had missed one Sunday from the time I was born until I went to college, right? From the, I'd, I'd missed one Sunday. And, and I'd never missed 20 Sundays in my whole life. And now here I've been out of, out of church for 20 Sundays. The, but there, there's something about bringing your kids to the house of the Lord. Uh, Psalms 92. Look at this scripture. Psalms 92. Are y'all getting anything out of this? The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. When you're planted in the house of the Lord, the Bible says your life will flourish. There's a blessing that comes from being planted in God's house. There's a blessing that comes. David said, I love your sanctuary, the place where your glory shines. You know that that good break you had recently? That, that client maybe that called with an unexpected order, uh, that car that just at the last minute barely missed you in that accident. It wasn't a lucky break. That's a blessing that comes from being planted in the house of the Lord. God's glory is shining on you. It's covering you. It's favoring you. It's protecting you. It's keeping you sane sometimes. How many needed that? Just how many having to do a little homeschooling in this key? <laughs> just stay insane right now. I walk, we just have one boy. I, I walked in the day and my wife's in the kitchen talking to herself. I asked my son, I'm like, what in the world? What is she doing? He said, I think she's having a parent-teacher conference. <laughs> this is a day where there's more distractions than ever before. We're busier, more, uh, uh, we have more opportunities going on, and you have to make it a priority. As for me and my house, we're not going to uh, 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 just serve the Lord. We're going to show up in the house of the Lord. And it, it, there's that fly again. I'll get that thing before this is over. It prepares you for what you're going to face during the week. You make better uh, decisions. You'll have more creativity. You'll see more of God. I was watching a documentary the other day on penguins. What else do you do, right, on a Friday night during COVID? Um, so I watched this whole thing on, on penguins. Um, you know why penguins don't fly? Because they're not tall enough to be pilots. No, I'm that's, that's a bad dad joke. All right. Um, I, was, I, was, I was like, I'm going to say something about penguins. So I thought, let me look up penguin jokes. There weren't that many good ones. So I did read one, though, about a, a, a guy who was driving through town and, uh, uh, in a big bus. The police pulled him, pulled him over. He made a, a bad turn. Police pulled him over. And, and then they looked in the back of the bus. There were 20 penguins in the back of the bus. He said, what are you doing with all those penguins in the back of the bus? He said, you need to take those penguins straight to the zoo. Shouldn't have 20 penguins in the back of the bus. You need to take them, take them to the zoo. So uh, the guy left. He said, yes, sir. He took off, took a right, and headed straight out town toward the zoo. Uh, about a week later, he, he saw the same bus coming through town. So he stopped him again. He said, hey, he said, did you take, he, about that time he looked in the back of the bus, and there were those 20 penguins sitting back there all with sunglasses on. 
He said, what in the world? He said, did you take those penguins to the zoo like I told you? He said, I did, and they loved it. Today they wanted to go to the beach. <laughs> so penguins, so I'm reading about these penguins. They, they live in a climate where the weather can be about 40 degrees below zero. The wind, uh, 120 miles an hour uh, 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 at 40 degrees below zero. The only way they survive is that they huddle together. Right, they get together. So they get side by side, up to three, four thousand of them at a time in a group, and their feathers keep each other warm. And the warmth of their bodies together raise the temperature in that huddle up to about seventy degrees. The only way they can live is there's power and there's protection in their connectivity. There's pr protection in the connection, and that's why we have small groups, right? That's why we, so we can get huddled up together so we can, we can, there's connection, there's protection in that connection. If one of those penguins decided he's going to do it on his own, he didn't have time, he had things to do, places to go. He's going to fly solo. It wouldn't be long till he was in penguin heaven, right? He wouldn't make it very long. In the same way, with all that's going on in our world, with the, with the killings and viruses and distractions and opportunities for compromise, with all the cold, you can't make it by yourself. You need to have the encouragement and the support of other believers. You've got to stay connected. Don't go another week, let alone another year, flying solo. We're better together. You don't know what you're missing doing life without a, a community of faith. We have to come together in unity. And the Bible says when we do that there is a commanded blessing. How many want God to command blessings on you? Yeah, this is what, there's a commanded blessing that comes upon us. Whatever walk of life you're from, Democrat, Republican, young, old, rich, poor, when you walk in this door, you're a part of one family. That's the family of God. And it isn't a place where we discuss this or discuss, it's a place where we lift up Jesus. This is a place where we lift up Jesus. Your citizenship, your identity, your responsibility. It doesn't matter who is, who is in, uh, the president of the United States or the president of uh, the king of Jordan or the prime minister of uh, uh, Great Britain. Our citizenship is in the kingdom of heaven. Our identity is a child of God. And our responsibility is to bring him glory in everything that we do. So it doesn't matter where you've been, what mistakes you've made, what nationality you're from, what your occupation is. The difference is that we are here worshiping together as one, the same God, because we know we're all part of the same family. And God says every time we come together, he is going to command blessings upon our life. He's going to command favor upon our life. He's going to command joy. He's going to command healings. He's going to command breakthroughs. David said, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Uh, this is Psalms 133. For there the Lord commanded blessings forevermore. The commanded blessings break the, the forces that are holding you back. Break every chain. I love in, in Psalms 73. There was a man that was having some problems. Anybody ever had some problems? Yeah. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Remember that old hee-haw song? You ever felt like that? 
I mean, John 16, promises you will. He says, in the world, you'll have some trials and tribulations and distress and, and, and frustration. In Psalm 73, this man was having a lot of them. It says people were coming against him. He said he was discouraged. He was in all kind of trouble. He said, all I have was trouble all day long. Every morning just brings me more pain. He said, I went to the edge of the cliff. I was almost done. He was suicidal. He was getting ready to end it all. But after he listed all those things he was going through, all those things he was dealing with, he got to verse number 17. And in uh, Psalm 73, verse 17, he said, until I entered the sanctuary of God. He said, when I got into the sanctuary, I saw a whole new picture. See, in the sanctuary, he got a whole new perspective. Because he got around people of faith, people who knew that God was in control. And the spirit of defeat and the spirit of depression left him. It lifted off of him. And verses later, he'd, he'd been in the sanctuary, said maybe, I don't know, maybe been in there 15 minutes. And all of a sudden he said, now I know my destiny. There was something. Everything changed. His perspective changed. Everything changed when he got into the sanctuary. He went from thinking all I have is trouble to now I have a glorious destiny. There's something about being in the sanctuary. In other words, he showed up at Bethesda. When he walked in the doors at Bethesda, all of a sudden he came back to life through your praise, through, through worship. It created an atmosphere that broke the depression off of him and joy came and encouragement came and you being here in the sanctuary helped him overcome. Sometimes you're not here for you. You're here for somebody else. Your praise, your worship. He couldn't help but, but change his perspective in the house of God. By ourselves, we may be strong, but together we're unstoppable. Together, we're unstoppable. Prayer will get you through difficulty, but together, we come out better. But together, we step into the fullness of God's blessing. I love the, the Acts chapter one. Uh, they told, Jesus told the followers to, to not leave, his followers not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was coming. And, and scholars said that there were around 500 people Right, 500 people that were there. But by the time you got to chapter two, when the Holy Spirit showed up, I mean, just a chapter later, it said there were only about 120 left in the upper room. Now, where did the other 380 people go? They got busy, I guess. I don't know, maybe they had to go on vacation. Maybe they were tired. I don't know, for some reason, they missed what God had promised. Those 120 people that were in the upper room, it said that they were all in one place, in one accord, and they were together in unity. And suddenly, the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit came. When you are in unity together, connected with other believers, you can expect some suddenlies. Suddenly your health begins to improve. Suddenly, your business begins to take off. Suddenly, you meet the right person. Suddenly, you hear a yes. Suddenly, because you're planted in the house of the, uh, of the Lord, you're gonna see some unexpected, sudden turnarounds because you couldn't make it happen. God is suddenly 
gonna cause it to happen. How many have got some suddenlies you could use right now? Suddenly things begin to shift. Suddenly things begin to, to turn around. I was reading about redwood trees. I had been out in Northern California and at, this, at the airport in Fresno, they had these big giant uh, trees, like uh, a fake one that you could walk through and they were just talking about how big they were. And I was, so I read up a, a little bit on them and they could reach, they're the tallest trees in the world, they can reach heights of 350 feet and live 2,000 years. They're incredibly resilient, withstanding strong uh, wind storms that would take other trees down. And, and it's, it's interesting is the redwood roots only go down about six to 12 feet. These trees, 350 feet tall, their roots only go down six to 12 feet. And the largest one is only about an inch in diameter. And I was thinking, how could a small root that only goes down just a, a fraction of the height of a tree, keep the tree standing. And what was unique about redwood trees is its roots, what they do is when they go down just those few feet, they intertwine with other redwood trees. And they can spread out about 150 feet and connect with roots of all the redwood trees all around them. And, and if the wind blows, even in a strong storm, the redwood doesn't just rely on its own roots but the whole forest is linked together. The whole forest, and so what the wind is blowing, it's not just blowing against one tree, it's blowing against thousands of trees. And that's how the redwood can stand hundreds and hundreds of years with the strength, it's standing with the strength of the whole forest. See, when you're planted here at Bethesda, when you're planted here in the house of the Lord, your roots are connected to my roots. Your roots are connected to that person's roots across the aisle from you, and you have a support system that cannot be shaken. And when the storm comes, we're there to stand with each other, to hold up each other. What would have normally blown you over by yourself because you were connected to some other redwood trees, because you were in a connect group, because you were a part of the, of the house, you were stabilized, you were sturdy, we're there to encourage you. And for that storm to take you out, it'd have to take us all out. And that's just not possible. There's something powerful. What does the Bible say? One can put a thousand to flight, two can chase 10,000. Uh, 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 when we're all connected together, we cannot be defeated. Why? Because we are better together. Say it again. Say, I'm better together. So if you've lost a loved one, link your roots with our roots and let's stand together. If you lost your job, link your roots with our roots. Let's work together. If you're struggling in your marriage, link your roots. Let's weather the storm together. If you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with anxiety and pain and hurt, link your roots with our roots. Let's get connected together. We're stronger. The wind may be going against you today, against your health, against your finances, against your relationship. It may be pushing you down, telling you it's never going to work out. It's never going to be okay. You need to know you have some other redwood trees around you today. You are surrounded by a community of faith and we are not going to let you go down by yourself. The enemy is not just dealing with you. He's got to deal with all of us because we're better together. We are planted in the house of the Lord. You may give in, you, you, but, 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 but we're, we're going to be there to hold you up. You may get tired. The storm may blow, but we're going to be there to stabilize you. 
You may feel like giving up, but we're going to keep you pushing, pushing because there's something about the benefit of being together. Are you going to fly solo? Got to make a decision. You going to keep trying to do it by yourself? Keep trying to do it on your own? Keep trying to handle it all? Are you going to get plugged in? I just believe and I declare because we're together in unity that God is about to command some blessings on your life and you're going to bloom and you're going to flourish and you're going to blossom and the glorious future that God has in store for you is going to come to pass because we are better together. If you believe that, say amen. Father, I thank you that we are better together. Lord, I thank you that you have greater things in store for us in our future. And Lord, I thank you for those that are here in the room that have made their way to the sanctuary. We pray for those that maybe have health concerns. Lord, we pray for strength for them. Lord, I also pray for those that maybe just didn't feel like getting up today. Just didn't feel like coming. Lord, they'd see the power and the importance of being in the house here together. There's something different when we're together. Lord, I thank you for this church and I thank you for uh, our our roots intertwining together to make a strong family of faith that nothing can come against us. Lord, those that are dealing with challenges in their relationships, those are dealing with challenges in their health, Lord, let them know today that there's a group of people that are standing with them that are intertwined with them, that we're better together. We're flying in formation. We're gonna go further together. Lord, I pray right now for those that maybe have never made a decision to become a part of the family, never made a decision to put God first in their life. You know, life goes better when you put God first. Maybe you're here today and you've never made the decision to put God first in your life. Whether you're in the room with us, whether you're connecting with us online, you say, Dave, you know what? I've never put God first. Or you know what? Maybe you've, maybe at one point, God was first place in your life. Maybe at one point you're in this room and, and God was first place, but you've allowed some other things to come before God. Maybe a, a relationship, maybe a, a job, something. You say, Dave, when I leave here today, I want to put God back where he belongs. I want to put God back where he belongs. First place, number one in my heart and in my life. When you pray that prayer today, pray for me. In just a moment, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you if there's anybody in this room or if you're, if you're watching online. You say, I'm going to say yes. I'm saying yes to Jesus. Maybe you just pop up a little emoji, a little hand emoji saying, hey, that's me. Or just type the word yes. I'm saying yes to Jesus. If that's you today, I just want to pray a prayer. I'm telling you, when you put God first place in your life, he'll take you places you've never dreamed of. We want to give you an opportunity to do that today. One, two, where's anybody here? Anybody online? Three, let me see your hand real quick. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, young man. Thank you. Anyone else in the room before I pray this prayer? Just lift your hand real quick online. Just type the word yes. I'm saying yes to Jesus today. Father, I thank you 
for those that are connecting with us online, those in this room that lifted their hand today. Lord, I thank you that you don't condemn us, but you do convict us. And you, you show us areas of our heart and, and things in our life that may not be pleasing to God. But Father, you said if we'd give it to you, you'd remove it from our life. Basically, you turn the page to a brand new chapter. A new day begins in our life today. Thank you for those who lifted their hand in the room on, online. I thank you for a church that they can be a part of. You know, I want us all to say this. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and say with our mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. I want everyone to say that with me. Say, Jesus Christ is my Lord. You talk about a decision that'll make the rest of your life the best of your life. I can't think of any greater decision you could make than the decision to put God first. And, and I can't think of any better place to grow in that relationship with God and that journey than right here. There's growth track coming up. We just heard about that today. There's connect groups. There's all kinds of things, things happening online that you can be a part of, that you can connect and watch how God, I, and, and I can't think of anyone better to kind of coach you and lead you along that way than Pastor Chad and, and, and the team here at Bethesda Church. Best decision you'll ever make, putting God first place and becoming a part. We're better together. Can we put our hands for those who made that decision today to put God first place? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bethesda Church Podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting bethesdachurch.tv slash give. We will catch you on the next episode.